you're tuned in to Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service Radio. Hey guys, so I'm currently hungry. Yes, hungry for food, but even more than food, I'm hungry to live my best life. I've changed my daily uniform from Hudson jeans to bicycle shorts, from Jeffrey West pointy shirt pointy-toe heeled boots to my Nike sneakers. I've traded my blowout for a natural slick back. I'm pushing my personal limits each day because although most straight men think I'm slim, I'm teetering on being gay fat, and that's a problem. I will not be the friend that wears the white Hanes t-shirt in the pool this summer. This is not a drill. Cue the music, Jamal. This is politics. Welcome to Politics with me, your host, Paul Wharton. We're coming to you from the gorgeous Line Hotel, Washington, D.C., with Jamal Gray and Full Service Radio. Hey, Jamal. That's when you say hi. <laughs> oh, hey, it's me. <laughs> There's a first in the studio today. I'm actually wearing my workout clothes, and my hair isn't done. We're going to talk fitness as I'm joined in studio by the beautiful and charming yoga and fitness fitness expert, Perry Bradley. Hey, Perry. Hi. (laughs) So we've been a little heavy over the last few weeks with big news stories and scandals. So this week, we want to help you ease some of that tension that's hitting us right now in the world. And we're talking about fitness and well-being with Perry. We also have Jamal Gray, host of one of the hottest music shows in D.C., Late Bloom Radio, and Mikhail, who writes and produces film, TV, and music. So later, we're going to talk a bit about our new reality series project in D.C., very exciting, and what makes the nation's capital such an awesome place for arts and entertainment. But politics would not be possible without our fabulous sponsors. The Batar Cosmetic Institute. You know, the Batar Institute, Dr. Batar and his staff are truly the best in D.C. for plastic surgery, skin care, injectables, and aesthetics. They're the people I trust when I need a little zhuzhing up. I can't speak highly enough about their medical esthetician Z at the Fairfax location that works with me on my hydrotherapy, Exilus 360 skin tightening, and next week, actually tomorrow, I've decided to do cool sculpting to get rid of that stubborn belly fat. I know, Perry's like, I can't believe it. They are the best. Check them out online at batarinstitute.com or call 703-206-0506 and tell them that politics sent you for $100 off your first service. Metro Offices is D.C.'s premier co-working space with several locations throughout Maryland, Virginia, and D.C. Whether you need a virtual office, meeting space, or a permanent office like me, Metro has you covered. For a tour, call Jonas at the DuPont Circle location at 202-261-3500 or check them out online at metrooffice.com with one O. Hungry Chefs! Do you want to be the office hero? Well, here's how you do it. Hungry has endless variety with over 100 amazing menus created by top chefs in the D.C. region. I'm talking former White House chefs, Food Network stars, and James Beard Award winners. Check them out online at tryhungry.com. Ask for Taylor and use code Paul Wharton to get 10% off your first order. Hi. Hi. 
<laughs> so Perry Bradley is a much sought after yoga instructor and fitness guru. She's also my friend with the most amazing spirit and a laugh that will turn your entire life around. And you're going to find that out. <laughs> She's here to talk about her practice, what we can all do each day to be a little healthier and just how to be mindful. How to be mindful. Well, hello, my friend. Hello, Paul. Now, you don't need any cool sculpt. <laughs> you do not need cool sculpt. Well, you know, I'm doing everything that I can do. But trust me, I earned every extra inch that I have right. at the moment. Mm-hmm. I, I earned it naturally. Let me tell you how I did it. Tequila gimlets with simple syrup. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Eating out five nights a week, mm-hmm. you know, pre-dinner cocktails, dinner, Going out afterwards, dancing, having a good time, coming home, turning on the Golden Girls. I want a little snack. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? So I'm surprised it's not worse than it already is. You, I have <laughs> to say, Paul, you've never looked better. Yeah. You look it, like you're in phenomenal shape. I can tell you're working out consistently. I wouldn't change a thing. You wouldn't I change a thing? perfect. Oh, I appreciate that. You really that. do. Well, you know, years ago, and I've said this before, so I mean, I've got no shame in my game. You know, I tried to get liposuction. And when I say try, I'm going to tell you what had happened. What had happened was, this was in 2009. 2009, we were filming Real Housewives of DC. And we had just started, and I got liposuction on like I don't know. And I went back to film the show the next week. Mm -hmm. But what happened is I was IV sedated. I wasn't put under. I was sedated and it wasn't enough. So I woke up when the doctor got started and sucking the fat out. I like I woke up and I started grabbing at him and grabbing at his face and and he didn't want to resedate me. So they just had to kind of control my arms. Now that is a nightmare. (laughs) I'm telling you. So I didn't really get the good zhuzhing that I needed. It was like he played with my fat cells and it only made them more angry. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. This is on your stomach. This is on my stomach and my flanks. And so I ended up gaining that weight back and more because my stomach wasn't really a problem back then. Mm-hmm. But then I guess when the fat cells weren't removed, they just kind of got it. It made it worse. That is a nightmare. It made it worse. So now here I am many years later, shit, 10 years later. Oh my God. It's 10 years later. 10 years later, I'm in the gym. I'm, I'm loving this. How do you say it? Peloton, the bike? Yes. Peloton. Peloton. I, I love it. If any of y'all out there know what this bike is, basically it's like soul cycle. Jamal, do you know what it is? No, I am not the fitness expert. I know about Soul Cycle. Well, it must be nice looking all slim over there, and not good? being a fitness expert. I know. Must be I'm nice. mad at him. It's, it's just <laughs> genetics. That's all. Oh God, I hate people saying. No, just kidding. <laughs> but these Peloton bikes—they're amazing. So you get the bike. I think the bike is kind of expensive, but uh, the gym at my office—they have two. Amazing. So you can join for free if you're if you belong to a gym that has them. And you can jump into, there's like live classes all day long. You can plan your schedule around it. Or you can go video on demand and pick your favorite instructors and do it. So you can do 20-minute high intensity. You can do kind of a um, a more low-intensity ride. You can do, they have arm, the bikes have like arm weights and all sorts of things. So mm-hmm. I'm loving that. See, that is the key, Paul. You have to find something 
that you actually enjoy, something that's fun, something that's accessible, that you're going to look forward to and do consistently. And consistency is the name of the game. Okay, so for the people, Perry, that are, they're looking at the time right now, it's 70 degrees outside today, which is scary for some people, even though we all think we want it, but it's scary because that means summer is right around the corner. Unveiling time. It's (laughs) almost unveiling time. So now is the time really to get these bodies together. It's not too late, people. It is definitely not too late. I, with all of my clients, the goal is Easter Sunday. We're going to put on our Easter Sunday best. Is that what? So Easter Sunday is when you have no more time to wait. You got to start on Easter Sunday. Well, you still have until Memorial Day. But Memorial Day is make or break. No, Memorial Day, you got to have that body right. You got to have it right on Memorial Day. Because we head into the Hamptons. We We in the the pool. That's right. (laughs) But you can do a lot in two weeks. Mm -hmm. Really? Yes, you can do a lot. Where do we start, Perry? If we haven't been on our game, we've not been eating great, Mm -hmm. we haven't really been working out, where do we start? What I would start with, have you heard of intermittent fasting? Yes. Explain that to me, though. Okay. So there are... A myriad of ways you can do it. What I like to do is, let's say you've been having, you know, those giblets, whatever they're called, and you had a few snacks. Yeah. Enjoy the snacks, enjoy the pizza, enjoy the popcorn, and then the next day, promise yourself, okay, I'm not going to have anything to eat until I'm really, really hungry. Mm-hmm. So let's say... Um, do people know what really, really hungry is? Because sometimes I feel that... At the first sign of hunger, people like frantically go into finding food mode. Yes. So you got to kind of push through that. That usually means you're thirsty. Yes. And it takes seven minutes. I think some scientists said that and it stuck to me forever. But um, apparently it takes seven minutes to overcome a craving. Seven minutes. So what you have to do is drink two or three cups of water Mm -hmm. when you get hungry. Mm -hmm. And usually it'll pass. Um, and we don't really need that much food in our day. So let's say you had a really big dinner, you had a lot to drink the next day, try not to eat anything until maybe five or six o'clock. So like a 12 to 17 to even 24 hour fast is really good for the body because the hardest thing for the body to do is digest food. And half of the time, if you eat something like pizza or cheese, that takes days to digest. Wow. So you want to give your body some time to rest and digest. So we've often heard from nutritionists, you know, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. We hear that all the time. So what you're saying is certainly that may that may be true, but the intermittent fasting gives your body a chance, your digestive system a chance to rest. It does. And you can sometimes feel surprisingly more energized. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be a water fast. You can do green juices or even tea just to tide you over. Even smoothies are fine. I put people sometimes on raw food fasts or smoothie fasts or salad fasts or raw food fasts. I love it. And what I like to do is start with a day. Usually for me, it's about 16 hours and then I'm hungry, right? Mm -hmm. The first thing I'll have is a juice or a smoothie. Well, your stomach has had a really long break, so you're going to get full pretty quickly after not eating for 12 or more hours, right? Because does it shrink down that quickly, kind of? I... It's different for everyone, but I do feel like the bloat goes away. And as we get older, bloating can happen at a drop of a dime. What's in there? You know, I often wonder this because I'm like, what is in there? Sometimes with me and sometimes with other people, I'm like, okay, now, is that 
it's fat on the it's subcutaneous fat on the outside it's is it just our stomach stretching out the more when it protrudes like what is that it could be a variety of things sometimes it's water Mm -hmm. just from stress if you don't sleep enough you'll get bloated yeah they talk about the cortisol right oh and we live in the city so if you're stressed out you're going to be producing more cortisol and that's going to um, make you very tired and create a lot of bloat yeah so a good way of quick way to get rid of the bloat is to have a little intermittent fast drink a lot of water have some nice smoothies with some ginger and lemon and maybe some cayenne pepper nice in some of those um water fasts really helps to reduce the amount of bloat and give you a lot of energy i love that yeah so perry okay so we've got Working out and exercising, we'll talk a little bit about that because you're a yoga expert and I just think you're fabulous. Thank you. Um, But also you have, of course, nutrition. Mm -hmm. So I've seen people that I've worked out with even recently, like there was a person I did a workout with and afterwards he just went like crazy. He had like a fried chicken sandwich. I was Mm -hmm. like, how are you going to have a fried chicken sandwich after you worked out? He's like, oh, I worked out. I earned it. How important is nutrition versus the effort we're putting into working out? Listen especially as we get older it's 70 percent of your result is nutrition eating is 70 percent yes you will get a quicker result if you ate really healthy and didn't work out versus the other way around surprisingly okay so if you drink the water that you need Mm -hmm. they say eight glasses of water a day yeah that's a good amount of water that's a good amount of water a day and you eat healthy and for example what would you say you gave some examples on some of the raw food fast Mm -hmm. and the smoothies and different things like that but an average person if you're not fasting Mm -hmm. what 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 should i eat a great rule of thumb Mm -hmm. produce and protein produce and protein that's right fruits vegetables, everything that's whole yes. and not broken down too much. Yes. You know what I mean? And like, put in a box on the shelf that you have to add water to and puff back up. No. Yeah. So go to Sweet Green. It's mm-hmm. right down the street. You have to be careful with the <laughs> with the I gotta tell a story. I gotta tell a story about you. I <laughs> called Perry one time and I was like, oh girl, I'm fat. Oh Lord, it ain't gonna work. Oh Jesus, I don't know what happened to me. I'll never be able to come back. She said, look. Go to Sweet Green, get you a salad and split it in half. And she said, eat half for lunch and half for dinner. And that's all you need. That's it. I mean. So the portions. The portions are huge. Mm -hmm. I mean, they say after 40, you have to start eating like a toddler. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you have to really be careful with the portions because it adds up really quickly, especially if you're not active. So... That's why protein and produce is a good rule of thumb because it doesn't have a lot of calories, but you can eat a lot of produce mm-hmm. and it digests with, within 30 minutes. So an apple digests in about 20 to 30 minutes versus a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That's going to take a few hours because wow. bread and pasta and yeah. things like cheese end up like paper mache in the body and they Ooh. sit there and that's part of what that bloat is okay. that protrusion of your of your stomach mm-hmm. it's undigested food now people there's all sorts of myths about this undigested food because i feel like people that uh, manufacturers that make those colon cleanses mm-hmm. like sometimes they'll have the infomercial or they'll have things on not necessarily that plays on mainstream tv but when you look into them they have their videos and they have people that have used a product that says 
I had a crayon that I ate when I was a kid and it came out in my thing. Or or they or they Child. say that they have all this undigested waste that's been there for how long can it really stay? Is it like spackle? I listen, I don't there's so many opinions on mm-hmm. this and mm-hmm. I'm sure people are gonna say, Oh, that's wrong and this person says this. I don't care. Doctor. You want to show. But I'm <laughs> but from what I have observed yeah. in the last twenty five years of people you can, I mean, they said Elvis Presley, when he died, he had all of this undigested beef in his body. Okay. It was just too much, too much beef just sitting there. And mm-hmm. it, I guess beef takes a really long time to digest. Okay. So it can take up to weeks, but I don't think it lasts a lifetime or anything right. like that. But I do think it's important. But if you're not eating enough while, fiber, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. And I, but I do think those cleanses are okay to do once mm-hmm. in a while. I've tried them, and they, I do feel better That's when fantastic. I do a, a colon cleanse or a, a juice fast. It, you know, some things are sitting there waiting to sort of have their chance to digest. But if you keep piling on more and more and more things for it to digest, the body can get out of whack and overwhelmed. It's overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Now, I once was really into colonics, mm-hmm. and I met these people that had a um, colon hydrotherapy spa, mm-hmm. and they were promoting a 30-day, you're going to think I'm crazy, but a 30-day colonic situation where you mm-hmm. come every day for 30 days. Yeah. Have you heard about this uh, before? Yes. Okay, I, and I did it. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I did it, and it was so funny. About a weekend to it, uh, I remember being out somewhere, and somebody was like, you know, we all shit. And I'm like, actually, not me. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, shit. Mm-mm. I'm beyond that. I don't shit anymore. I have that stuff taken care of. <laughs> well, if you're doing something like that, yeah. you have to be on kind of a juice, raw mm-hmm. food um, diet. Because there's no point in getting colonics if you're eating at KFC every day. It's just sure. just kind of um, strains your system in a way. Yeah. So you have to get the ball rolling with the with lots of raw foods and things that are going to um, sort of uh, exfoliate your yes. digestive organs. Um, and I remember I read this book when I was 25. It was called um, The Natural Cures they don't want you to know about or something like that. It was written by a guy named Kevin Trudeau and he totally promoted colonics and it was the same thing. He said 20 days in a row or something. And then I read this book called the raw food diet by Natalia Rose. Yes. And she said, it's kind of up to you and how you feel. And I kind of like that approach a lot better. You have to, there's no wrong or right. Mm -hmm. Everybody is literally different. So you have to, sort of be like trial and error with these things. If it works for you, do it. Yeah. If it doesn't, try something else. Do you have any opinion on organic coffee enemas? I would say no to that. No? But Janet Jackson is known to do those and, and yeah. look at her six pack. So, you know, I I wouldn't try it because it's just, I, I just feel like it would be very uncomfortable and I just I, it's just not that important uh, you don't to, like nobody uh, messing mm, around <laughs> no exit only <laughs> <laughs> okay okay you know to each her own okay. well I've tried it actually because I really I've looked into something called the Gerson therapy see this is fascinating now the Gerson therapy is for people that usually for people that have cancer all right. Mm-hmm. So people that have been diagnosed with various types of cancer in stage three and stage four, mm-hmm. it is a it's a therapy. There are, I think, two Gerson Institutes 
Um, and, and, and the philosophy behind the treatment is it's organic. The main treatment is organic apples and organic carrots juiced a lot of it like you all day long i mean you're flushing your system your organs and every night you do um and sometimes several times a day you do a coffee enema it's been said to be one of the only ways to cure stage four pancreatic cancer you know what i don't doubt it i do not doubt it because that is something that no one talks about yeah. and probably for a reason sure you because, know what i mean yeah that that's sounds they get very you on affordable that, chemo. that sounds very affordable mm-hmm. it sounds very doable and i can imagine i mean we've all had that experience when we drink coffee it's um it's a diuretic right, right. Mm-hmm. it gives us quick energy and straight to the bathroom most and of when the time. you take it through the colon like the and, and it's not the coffee that like like some folders or something it's like a different kind of coffee it actually looks kind of light brown Wow. Uh, but you, yeah, when you take it through your coffee enema, that um, reaction that you that you get from drinking coffee, oh my God, it's like times a thousand because it's wow. being absorbed right into your system through, through your colon. And in terms of just clearing out the toxins in your body, and I want you all to just check it out for yourself. I have seen two documentaries on it. I've read books on it. If I were diagnosed with a serious cancer and I was in stage two or three or maybe not even in in stage one, I would consider, seriously consider the Gerson therapy as as my treatment. Well, I know apples are, there is something to be said for an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Mm -hmm. Because if you just try this out, if you replace an apple for your coffee, Instead of having coffee, you have an apple instead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does wake you up very quickly. You do go to the bathroom. And it's an energy without the jitteriness. Yeah. So um, coffee, overdoing coffee or drinking too much coffee daily can uh, wear out your adrenal glands. And then that causes stress and that causes bloat. And then you're not sleeping and then you're not digesting properly. So it's a good idea just maybe one day a week to replace your coffee with an apple and see what happens. Smart, smart. Mm-hmm. Now, you are a yoga expert, enthusiast, I think a guru. Wow, um, that and- is too much. <laughs> <laughs> and when I had you on my show years ago on the CW on Paul Wharton style, I came to your house and you were gracious enough to let me come in and we practiced yoga. But you said something like you don't do yoga. Ooh. You have yeah. a good memory. You said, you, you said yoga is not something you do. It's something you are. It is. Yes. yes. So yoga is the natural state. Mm-hmm. And the natural state is happiness. And this is really important to know right now, especially with Mercury and retrograde. And we are in Pisces season. And y'all Pisces are just so sensitive <laughs> and making all of us emotional and sensitive <laughs> and doubting ourselves. So this is the season. We're at the last degree of Pisces season. We're about to go into Aries and spring equinox and spring awakening and spring fever. So things are about to get really exciting. So you need to get out of that funk. But back to the point, yoga is the natural state, which is happiness. So we do the yoga postures and the yoga postures will reveal to you where you are resisting this natural state of happiness, this natural state of fearlessness our natural state is not to be fearful okay it's to be fearless and to keep pushing forward right so when you're in a yoga position 
it mirrors um, an uncomfortable situation in life. So let's take a yoga pose, for example, like Warrior Two. Yes, it's a very active pose, and it burns burns your legs like a squat. It's like a stationary squat or mm-hmm. lunge type mm-hmm. of shape. Your arms are outstretched, so your your shoulders will start burning. Now you have two choices. You can either go into your mind and complain and freak yourself out and stress yourself out. Tell yourself you can't do it. Right. Or you can be in the moment with acceptance and say, the breath is moving in and the breath is moving out. This too shall pass. And it does. Yeah. So the yoga practice is really like a mirror. It, if you're freaking out in Warrior Two, you're really going to freak out during the traffic jam. On the yes. way to the line hotel to meet yes. Paul. You know Absolutely. What I mean? Right. So it teaches you, it's like the dress rehearsal. It teaches you to look in and find out where you're overreacting and having unnecessary stress for no reason. So instead of reacting, you're watching and observing. Yeah. So you realize you are not your thoughts, you're not your emotions, you're not even your body. That's all ego. You are the watcher of those things, the watcher and the observer. So that's why it's really important to practice yoga because you've got to tune in. We're inundated with so much information and so much noise and there's no more silence. And way back in the Bible, Jesus said it, be silent and know that I am. And that's what we're tuning into, the I am-ness. The I I am-ness. I am the watcher and the observer of my Thoughts, that incessant stream of thought that just continuously plays. 70% of our thoughts are negative and repetitive. Sure. So we have to quiet down, turn off the phone, and watch Mm. ourselves. And it's amazing what you discover. Isn't that something? Yes. And you realize you don't need anything outside for help. The answers will come to you in silence. Now, is it important, the instructor that you have, because does every instructor help guide us to that place or are some more physical and not so much mental and emotional? Whatever you can do to get yourself on the mat, do it. Do it. It doesn't matter what teacher, because... If you show up on the mat, you're going to heal yourself. The body can heal itself, and you have to trust that. So there's so many yoga teachers. There are so many yoga instructors. Now there are so many styles of yoga. Go and experiment and find which one resonates with you the most and stick with that. I love it. Mm-hmm. So on an average week, okay, so we've, we've gotten some examples of what we should be eating. We're doing produce and proteins Mm -hmm. you know sometimes we're doing intermittent fasting and we're doing maybe a raw food fast we're doing Mm -hmm. smoothies we have that we've talked a bit about yoga and how it can help us push through and 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 push past some of the blockages that we have and a lot of that is mental too and the physical and the mental kind of meeting right there so in terms of an average week for someone that wants to get started now Mm -hmm. um yoga versus Weight training and all of that. How do you see that in, in, in the perfect world? That is an excellent question. Great. Brilliant question. <laughs> you have to look at movement as medicine. That's what we are. Hello. Yes. I had a moment. <laughs> Instead of prescribing all of these pills, yeah. doctors need to be prescribing exercise. Because mm. what what 
is being lost in all of Why this. Why don't they? Right. What's being lost in all of this information that we're being inundated with is that endorphins is the body's natural antidepressant. Wow. So it doesn't have to be yoga. It doesn't have to be a spiritual experience. You can go outside and jog for 20 minutes and have a religious experience. You can. Because we're lacking vitamin D. We're not getting enough sunlight. We're not getting enough fresh air. And um, yoga, one of the translations um, of yoga is connection to earth. So if you're not connecting with earth, you're going to get sick, right? So weight training, very important. So many people are are losing their way as far as um, not taking that seriously Mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like out of style. Everybody's doing the soul cycle and everybody's doing the yoga and, and all kinds of other exercises. But get back to the basics. When you go to the gym, you have maybe 30 minutes, hit all the big muscles. Do your back, do your chest, do your abs, do your legs. Repeat two times and you're done. It doesn't have to be complicated. But you've got to stimulate those muscles because it's active tissue. So when it's activated, when you go for your walk tomorrow, you're going to burn 60% more calories. I love it. Your yoga will be improved. You'll be able to hold those poses longer. You can't go wrong with weight training. Well, I am so serious about my morning constitutional. And that is my morning walk. And it is super rapid. And it's mostly a power walk. And then sometimes I'll go into a run. And -hmm. then I'll come back to a power walk. And I'll get my heart rate up. And and I feel so invigorated. And I'm breathing in. And I'm looking up at the sun. And I'm thanking God for that sun shining down on my face. I mean, it has really, you know... (sighs) That has really been something that you you have to push through because some days you don't feel like getting up, you're depressed, um, you don't know what you're going to be able to accomplish, you're doubting yourself. And if you can just put one shoe on at a time, just get them sneakers on and get out of the house. Well, it has been scientifically proven that anytime we want to do something good for ourselves, the body puts up major resistance. Big time. You know, I've often thought that even in work. For me, and it's funny because the people around you that are working with you sometimes because it gets really rocky before the big stuff breaks because you're pushing your, there's so much resistance from that 85% to 100. I knew it when I was finishing my book, whenever I have a, when I was trying to do that Patti LaBelle special, which we end up pulling off. But there's all of this resistance that comes in in the end. And you'll find people that aren't used to the resistance, they will drop off. I can't take it. This isn't what I signed up for. I'm used to working for the man where I go in from nine to five and, you know, nobody's really checking on what I'm doing. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And for me, professionally, I know I've had to push through from that 85 to 100. Now I'm doing it physically. And yes. in the short time I've been doing it, it's really made a change in my life. Especially if you remember it's medicine. Mm-hmm. It's something you have to do every day. A little something. Just like we brush our teeth every morning, I got to go outside and get that vitamin D. And Nike has it right when they say, just do it. Don't think about it. It's a mind over matter. Just do it. I know I'm going to feel better. It's 20 minutes. I'm going to get my endorphins pumping. I'm going to be in a much better mood. I'm not going to be depressed. Your mind gets so clear just from a 20-minute power walk, especially if you do it before breakfast because your body's been fasting all night. 
So instead of burning the glucose or the calories that you just ate, it's going straight to body fat. You know? Yeah. My brother's really into that. He he loves his pre-breakfast aerobics. I love it, pre-breakfast aerobics. Mm-hmm. I think that's fantastic. Well, listen, at the beginning of this conversation, I promised the people that your laugh can change your entire life around. So. <laughs> what are you going to make me do? <laughs> you see, y'all? You see what I'm talking about? <laughs> Do it. You know, in the next segment, it's so funny. The next segment, when, when Mikhail comes on, we're going to talk about, you know, we have the opportunity, which I talked to you about, to do a new reality show here in D.C. Mm-hmm. I'm going to share some of the things that I've learned in, the, in my past experience, most notably doing Real Housewives of D.C., of course, something that was a great big opportunity that only lasted one season. So I learned a few things in that. Wow. But your personality First of all, your skill set, and you know, as people have learned so much in this time you've been on the show, and thank you for for sharing that with the people. But y'all ain't seen nothing (laughs) until you've been around this girl. She is so full of life and joy. She will get you up if you need. Talk about movement as medicine. No, Perry is the prescription. Okay? (laughs) You call her, and you are going to get your life together. I mean, I have been... Laying on my side in bed sometimes, and I'm like, okay, this is low. What do I need right now? And I click and call your ass, and I'm telling you, in the middle of that conversation, I didn't kick the sheets off. I am up. I have my workout clothes on and my shoes. Thank you for that. Well, you have to laugh at life. It's not <laughs> that serious. Buddha was laughing his ass off his whole life, right? And he's right. one of the most spiritually enlightened people. You have to laugh at this shit. So why you know won't you I mean? do this reality show with me? Because I, I don't know. I'm, I don't want any negative. <laughs> that um, is so interesting because I, I really I want to just touch yeah, on that for a minute. Please. I know you have to run to your no. appointment, but it? it's 2.33. Oh, we got time. We got a little time. Yeah. Um, is Mikhail on the line? Does he want to jump in with us? Did, Hi, Paul. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hey, Mikhail. Well, hello. Hi, Paul. Hey, Parry. How you doing? Oh, my goodness. How are you, darling? We thought you we call Mikhail in. I am amazing. So amazing, sweetie. Oh, now that's your American accent. I know. No, 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 no. We like the other one. We like the other one. (laughs) The original. Of course. So Mikhail, as you know, is my production partner, and he's produced uh, stage plays and film and television, and we're working on this new reality project that we're going to talk to you a bit about on the show, and we still got to leave some mystery there, but you were one of the first names I brought to the table. Isn't that right, Mikhail? That's absolutely true. And so I called Perry, and so I'm like, why, so why won't so why won't you do it, Perry? Why won't you help us out for this? You know, why are you I, denying us it, the opportunity? You know why are you denying is? the world? It's a different. It's it's a totally foreign ground for me. And you know, it's interesting. I love being on camera, and I, I'm not shy or anything like that. But I just, I always, I'm always scared because when I watch these girls sometimes on these shows, it's just, it makes me sad because they're arguing with each other and it's, they're bringing each other down and they're talking behind each other's backs. And that's just not um, the kind of um, vibration that um, I want to promote. You know, it's all about being elevated and uh, ascending to a higher place and helping each other out. Life is hard enough. Let's not talk behind each other's backs. Let's help each other out. Well, you know, a lot of the women on those shows, specifically different housewives shows, um, you know, they start the show, oh, we're so fabulous, we're so rich. And before you know it, they become like the main breadwinner. (laughs) And they need those shows. And unfortunately, 
the producers behind those shows have manufactured it in such a way and they play uh, a game on those women mentally where they're like, you know, if you don't come out the box swinging, if you don't create the most drama, a lot of times it's completely manufactured, Mm -hmm. then, you know, we're going to take your peach away. We're going to take your apple away. And they're like, damn, I need that million dollars. I see. Like, I'm supporting my whole family. So, you know what? I will pull your weave off. I never thought of it that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. You know, and and they get into a kind of vicious cycle there. One thing that um, I learned from doing, it was so interesting because I think DC... Real Housewives of D.C., when we did that, we shot it in 2009. It aired in 2010. It started in August 2010. And one thing I learned from that experience, um, D.C. tried to be the first show in the Housewives franchise that was a bit more substantive. They tried. You know, they they tried. tried. Real issues. We tackled gay marriage, Cat and I. And and this is just when it was becoming legal. And we were actually down... um, we were in front of Congress. We were doing all these things with gay marriage. Cat and I and I brought everybody to the city councilman's office office to get them all on board. And some people on the show weren't really supportive of it at the time. And that let me say something. Cat is one of the nicest people that was ever created. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, I don't know. I like to see people shine. Yes. And if their if their light is being diminished, it's just. It you know we we this earth we're in we're moving toward a new earth of uh, from three D to five D we ha- we are evolving as an earth so yes. all of so that why don't we evolve and all of that that is that is the old story we're moving to a new story why don't we evolve this uh, reality TV show game <laughs> are you taping me right now <laughs> I was taping you I'm taping me telling you. <laughs> Why don't we evolve this thing and show the people how we can create spirited storylines yeah. and show true loyal relationships that we can get stuff done? People need that today. In a it, way that has nothing to do with you scratching someone's eyes out, talking about them behind their back. That we story can do that. is over. That, but Mikhail, that timeline is over. Mikhail, don't we need her to do that? Oh, absolutely. No, we do. And yeah, remember, look, Harry, I totally understand what you're saying. There's a lot of reality TV, which is based, I think, on a negative approach because negativity can also create drama, which can create tension, which makes it compelling viewing. So I understand why people would do that, but that's not what we're we're interested in doing either with this or anything else. It's um, you know, some of you've always discussed. It's not the way we want to go with it. And you remember as well. There's I don't know if you guys have seen it. So there's a British show called it's called the British Bake Off in the UK. I think in America yes, it's called that. the Great British Baking Show. And if you if you haven't seen it, Parry, watch it. I'm it's a reality it show. It's a it's a contest about a bunch of people that go in and they're baking. They're all rivals. They're all competitors, mm-hmm. and it's lovely because they picked people and put them in a place where even though one week every person goes out, they're incredibly supportive of each other. They're really nice. No one is having a go at each other in camera. It's not that they're not serious. It's not they're not competitive. They get upset. They get excited. It doesn't, and it's huge. In the UK, it's like the biggest show in the country. In America, it's even, I know so many people have watched it. So you can do it in a positive way well, and it be successful and do that. I have to say that is very encouraging. I, I really like your vibe and I really like what we're talking about here. And I think we can do that. Well, Mikhail, you know, it seems to me like the people in the UK have a line that they just don't cross. You know, they they get uh, frustrated with people around them, but there's like a a line of disrespect 
that they seemingly don't cross. Is that true? Uh, generally, yes. Uh, it's not that we can't cross it. <laughs> I, know, I haven't pushed that, you hard enough. As I, as, I, yeah, as, I, as I think back through various interactions of my life, no, I, it's, not that, it's not that we can't cross it, and it's not that we don't cross it on TV as well, but generally speaking, we don't. You know, it kind of, we, we like to keep it a little bit, a little bit more uh, restrained on it, a little more positive. Also, we don't get, you know, stuff like, and I don't want to call out individual shows, so I won't, but there are a lot of shows in America where I think so much is sort of a drink being thrown in someone's face or things like that. You know, when I watch American reality TV, there's quite a lot of that in a lot of shows. In the UK, you don't see quite as much physical reaction like that as well. It's not to the same extent. And I also think it's the easy way out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's sort of like some of these comedians... They, they tell these raunchy jokes and it's just like, it's the easy way yeah, out. Cheap like, laugh. Let's yeah. be a little more creative. Let's work a little harder. And it actually ends up being a much better result. And that's the stuff of legends. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I'm watching um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills or trying to watch it. I used to really like it. And they are talking about the most ridiculous topic of Dorit took the dog. Dorit gave the dog away that she adopted from Vanderpump Pups. And she's mad. Now, listen, check this out. She's on a reality show, mad that people on the reality show are talking about the fact that she gave this dog away to some random person when she adopted the dog from another member of the cast on the reality show. Oh, please. It cannot be more manufactured. They have created a whole season Mm -mm. around Doggate and Dorit's crazy ass. But that's boring and it's draining. It's It's draining. draining to watch. And when you get through that hour, it's really something. You're like, damn, I feel like I left a little piece of me. Yes. You're drained. (laughs) Your energy is drained. So anything that's draining your energy, it's not good for you. You want things that's going to uplift you, to nourish you. You know, like you're drinking in some some goodness. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Well, listen, I want to thank you, Perry. You have been (laughs) phenomenal. Mikhail, I can't wait for you to uh, listen to this full episode because Perry dropped the knowledge (laughs) on him. I don't know. I did the best I could. (laughs) You really did. And I just want to thank you for sharing that beautiful spirit and everything that you know about wellness and, and health and yoga and, and how we can live our best lives. And I just, I just, I'm so grateful that you are my friend. I am so grateful you are my friend too, sweetheart. You are my friend. <laughs> That's what friends are for. Yes. Uh-huh. That's what friends are for. I knew you were going to hit the high note. <laughs> Thank you, Perry. I love you. Listen, follow Perry on Instagram at Body, Body by, by Perry. Perry. Mm-hmm. Do you have a website? Not yet. Okay, but she will soon. <laughs> haven't needed one. <laughs> she hasn't needed one. She's very busy. But if you want to check her out and her, um, and maybe working with her in yoga yeah, or fitness, you can through. just follow her on Instagram and DM her. Thank you, sweetie. Thank I love you. you. I love you too. <laughs> All right. So, Mikhail, we covered so much with Perry, and um, you know what I talked about at the beginning of the show is I do not want to be. The friend this summer with my white Hanes t-shirt on in the pool. And I feel so bad. Um, do you know what I'm talking about, Mikhail, when I say that? Do they do that in the UK or they just let it all hang? Your, well, I was very confused. Your what t-shirt in the pool? Well, this is what happens. So when you're a kid and you have a few extra pounds on sometimes and you're a little <laughs> bit insecure, you will wear a white Hanes t-shirt. 
I, uh-huh. I'm saying Hanes. Hanes is a brand. This is what I. This right. is what the people around me used to wear. But you know, when you're holding a few extra pounds, it's like the kids that go into the pool with their t-shirt on Got because it. they don't want to show okay. their body. Okay, now yeah. those kids become those. those boys usually because it's usually little boys become. Hmm sometimes men that go into the pool with mm. the white t-shirt on and, and right. you know and it's like when you think about it you're like wow you know we still we know what that is and it really starts with a a, a flawed self-confidence because you could be whatever weight and if you accept yourself and accept your body for the state that it's in at the moment um then in a sense that's healthy Absolutely. No, I think that's that's probably the very definition of of healthy. I mean, obviously there are there are extremes at both ends in terms of from a pure health perspective. Um, but taking aside those quite extremes, your comfort with the way you look and your body image is is critical. So you know, I was saying that after my morning constitution, <laughs> you know where I got that from. <laughs> it's a very a nice old school British, an old school you. British term. I'm so proud. I'm so proud that I'm pushing any any British terminology which is from the 1800s is basically speaking its way back to America. I love taking white folks stuff and making it my own and then running with it. I just I love that. I did that at Grey Gardens because it's so funny. Like. <laughs> When I went to Grey Gardens, my mom and I Googled Grey Gardens and we saw all the fabulous parties that had taken place there when the uh, Kennedys were there, the Bouvier Beals, when, um, you know, Sally Quinn and Ben Bradley. We could not find any black people. And I said, you know what? I mean, at, at one of those fabulous cocktail parties, we could not find one archived pictures of a black person. I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to shoot the images from my book here. I'm going to have black folks over here for dinner. I'm going to play Freddie Jackson. We raised the roof up in that thing. We're jam tonight. Ooh, don't you want to jam tonight? Okay, we woke up. Whatever spirits were up in there, <laughs> they got soul over the time that we stayed there. So thank you for bringing all that UK um, originality to me, and I'm just going to take it and make it my own. That's <laughs> <laughs> the way you should do it. You can make it cool again. Well, I'm not sure if it's ever cool, but you can make it cool. Exactly, exactly. So listen, for me, part of it is health, and some of it, of course, is my appearance, and as you know, we're getting um, kind of geared up. There's always something coming up, but right now I want to be in my best mm-hmm. form for what we have going this summer and then into the fall. Um, but also, you know, another thing that I noticed as a gay man in D.C., is so many gay men are in phenomenal shape. I mean, they really are. There's a there's a pool club here. Do you know about uh, Vita Fitness? It's like a it's a gym. I know, I, I know Vita. I've been there. Yeah, yeah, I live around the corner from it. It's a great gym. It's a great gym. And here on U Street, they have um, the pool club. So they have it in U Street and they have it in Navy Yard. They're not a sponsor, but I'm just saying that they do. And you go there and it's like, all these gay men, everybody has a six pack and they're drinking. It's like, what the hell? How are y'all drinking and drunk all day and you have these six packs? So I think. Oh, yeah. You, you know, no, what I'm cool. Look, you're completely right. And I've, I've seen it there. I've seen it. We've got the building I live in has got a, a pool on the rooftop as well. And uh, you see that in the summer. Uh, I've also seen, I mean, I've just been going around <laughs> walking down like 14th Street and there'll be, there'll be a bunch of guys running, jogging with their shirts off. And 
don't get me wrong, they look magnificent. I, I, I doff my proverbial cap to them as they jog past. <laughs> <laughs> then I, and then I quickly grab my T-shirt and make sure it covers every part of my body as much as possible in <laughs> response to it. <laughs> they do. So no, but you're right. There's, look, the guys, DC is quite a healthy town. It's quite a fit town as well. And particularly, you know, the Northwest part in particular have got um, quite a large sort of gay population, which is great. And, and they are inherently buff and, uh, and very attractive. I'm saying yes. that as a straight man, objectively yes, speaking. Yes, you're, you're, you're very straight. Okay, so we like to put that out there. <laughs> well, I, only, I have to put that out there only because when I speak with my accent and clearly the way I dress, everybody in DC assumes I'm gay. Yeah, And then absolutely. they all think I'm making up my wife. It all gets very confusing. <laughs> hey, uh, oh, <laughs> does she know? <laughs> does she know, think, does she know about Paul? I, I, think, <laughs> I think it's more they, they look at me and I see them mouthing the word wife. <laughs> like when you said you were married, I really thought. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh! Oh, I love, I love that. I love that. So we are gearing up. Um, Mikhail and I, as you know, we have created some great content. We did the um, Patty Labelle special, Home for the Holidays with Paul Wharton and Patty Labelle, that was nominated for an Emmy last year. And now we have a few scripted projects. We're in negotiations, selling a film. And we have a new reality concept. Now, some people have said in the past that DC has the reality TV curse because there's been different shows. There was like Blonde Charity Mafia. There was a big show back in the past that was on the CW. It was like a network reality show. And it actually, I don't even think it made it on the air. I think that, yeah, you remember that? It just like they taped it, but then it never made it on the air. And then, of course, yeah, I think I, I think I saw a pilot of it somewhere once. Right, but. and they end up airing it on some other channel somewhere, doing something. And then, of course, there right. was Real Housewives of DC that you know we had the the infamous White House Crashers, and they only made it one season, and they didn't uh, that didn't go any further. I was on that show, <laughs> so I learned a few things about about the anatomy of a successful reality show. Um, Mikhail, what do you think it's going to take with DC being um, a hub in arts and entertainment and having so much culture here? What's your thought about the winning formula as we go into this next journey with this reality project? What's going to make it pop? Yeah, so, well, I mean, the first thing to say is that DC is, for its, for its size, because physically, geographically, DC itself is not that big and population-wise, it's not that big. But it punches far above its weight in terms of cultural content and in terms of entertainment and in terms of arts on, on all scale. So I agree with you. It's a little bit of a mystery why it, it hasn't yet, hasn't been able to spawn off uh, a really successful series. Um, I wonder if part of the reason is that they've either tried to be focused like where you had, say, the White House show, where it was very focused on trying to make it very DC and very capital-based in the content, i.e. something that you couldn't do anywhere else because you've got to have the lobbyists and the government around and everything to, to make that pop. Or whether it's just that it, um, or the alternative was they just kind of did a rounded formula and just stuck it here. It was like an mm -hmm. offshoot of something that could have been done anywhere. I think you want to do a balance between the two. Um, you know, if you look at, I'm not saying it's necessarily... Um, a show that everyone will be into, but if you watch, say, uh, like Love and Hip Hop Atlanta or something like that, that works very well because they bring in 
a lot of the local atmosphere and the sense of it. And then when you have the other locations for it, they also bring in the local atmosphere. So you keep the same formula, but they do make it true to the location. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if the shows have been done in DC. I don't know what your view is. I mean, you've been on them, so you've seen some of them in terms of how they're produced. But I feel like maybe they're just they're, they're not taking it. It's like they put it here because it's got to be here or they've just put it here because they need somewhere else for it to go, but they don't really take in the vibe of the city. They don't keep any authenticity to it. Well, there are some shows uh, like a scripted show like Sex in the City. So Sex in the City, mm. Sarah Jessica Parker often said that New York was the fifth character. And I think that New York can be a fifth character, but in a city like D.C., and we're creatives living in a conservative town, and you just have to keep that in mind. D.C. is a cool backdrop and you can find your tribe here but this show to me the core of it is authenticity so these are real relationships and people that actually know each other um everybody is in and of its in and of themselves their own brand they have their own identity even though the show is is around a central character but everybody kind of has their own lane and they're also coming together um, for a purpose. So it's purposeful and there's an intention. And then lastly, I just feel like just going back to it, just being character driven. It's all about these characters because as you know, Mikhail, I did a, I worked with a big cable network um, three years ago and we did a uh, reality show pilot. It was based around, a lot around my life and but it was they had like they casted the show so you know i worked i had some people that i knew on the show and then there were some other people that they kind of brought in and you know we kind of made up the storyline and i said damn i don't know about this like it just didn't there was nothing to go on you can't have a producer basically say okay and in this scene here's the intent of this scene it's like i don't know these people you know? Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think we have to have, I, I think what we've got here, and again, don't want to give too much away, but I think what we what we have here is uh, a really phenomenal cast of people. And people like, the fact that we're, the fact that we're having to have a discussion on air with Parry to try and be, come and do the show, come and do the show. It goes to show, <laughs> we're not, it's actually the cast aren't full of people that have been bouncing around trying, and I'm not saying that everyone who's on a reality show has done that, but our cast, no one there has been bouncing around going, I just want to be on a reality show, I just really want to be on or whatever i just want to be you know i just want to be famous just want to be that they all do their own jobs and they do their roles and they're all successful and they're very capable and intelligent yeah. and and strong in and independent people um and it happens to be that they are coming together to work on this project and to do it together and to expose parts of themselves as part of it so i think there is an authenticity to it i think there's something about the fact it's not cookie cutter it hasn't put that but it'll be in the people. Also, it will be, as we said to Barry, you know, you and I have talked about this many times, and I'm sure many people have heard us talk about it. We don't want any, don't like entertainment that's exploitative. Yeah. So we don't want it to be that people are made to look or feel bad. Uh, we, want, we want people to look and feel good. Absolutely. There's drama because they're doing difficult things, but we're going to do that. So. We are going to do that. I have the perfect We're going to break the DC curse. We <laughs> are going to break the curse. Actually, Real Housewives of Potomac is doing pretty well. I mean, I think they're in their fourth season. So, oh, true. so yeah, true. they're doing great. But they're not actually right in DC. And that's where no. we're going to be. Mikhail, I could not be doing this with a better partner. You are freaking awesome. I just, I love you, man. <laughs> I'm not going to push you, too, you to your UK limit and have you pop off on me. 
That would not be good. <laughs> that would not be good. Listen, I want to thank Perry Bradley. She was phenomenal on today's show. And if you think you have that certain something special, maybe not as a main cast member on this show, I'm really looking for cool, creative types to come on, people that are in lifestyle and fitness and beauty. Hit us up at casting at casting at what is the email casting at lightbillproductions.com that's what it is casting at lightbillproductions.com follow me on instagram at paul wharton style mikhail's not on instagram but i'll tell him what you say <laughs> make sure to tell your friends <laughs> all about politics give us a five-star rating online and we will see you next week thank you homeboy thanks <laughs> bye <laughs>